0: Rookie Fever's Rookie Player Profile Edition.
1: Uh oh! Welcome back to Rookie Fever, and it is that time already. The Rookie Fever player profiles are here. This is my first interview of the year. What better way to start it out than with the one and only Skip Rootin' Tootin' Newton at Skip Newton21 on Twitter, writer. For Sports Illustrated, does the Debbie writing ranking? Do you do ranking?
0: Yeah, I do. I do Debbie rankings. Um, mostly, I'm on Rookie Big Board now. I haven't haven't written anything for for Sports Illustrated for the NFL Draft Bible for a while. Just kind of fell off the radar. I, I've decided I'm I'm not as into writing as I am into podcasting. Mm, I do like doing rankings, but yeah, yeah. So mostly mostly it's with Rookie Big Board over with Matt Hicks and trying to grow that. That platform with him and it's it's a fun group to be a part of and it's it's an honor to be part of the Rookie Fever the Rookie Profiles. I love doing this. It was awesome last year so really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah man
1: well it's an honor to have you here honestly Skip and I apologize for bringing up Sports Illustrated.
0: Oh no, no you
1: should update your Twitter profile. You're right <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point I should take that off <laughs> So we're going to be talking about Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Did I say that right? Yep, Jigba? Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Wide receiver from Ohio State, 6'1", about 198. Yeah, Skip, that
0: is correct. Gip, why did you pick Jackson, Smith, and Jigba? You know, it's funny when you asked. He was the first name that popped in my head, and, and honestly part of it was because I chose Chris Olave, his former Ohio State teammate last year. I thought, oh, I'll just stick with the Ohio State wide receivers, but it, it's also a, a thing where I, I just really like his game, and I, I find him to be a, a very intriguing prospect. I've, I've liked him you know, since I first started watching high school players. This this draft class was the first class of, of high school players that I really started getting into their film, so I kind of feel like you know, he's one of the one of my first you know, players that I fell in love with and have watched him develop in college. So I just want to keep that going as he enters the NFL and I'm expecting big things.
1: You've developed the relationship.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm sure it's the same for him as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That the relationship is is it's interesting. And I notice that happens a lot, like with the Debbie ranks and as they come into like, you develop these relationships, sometimes healthy, sometimes not. I think we all do it though, with some of our teams. And a lot of times it happens, even with a player you hit on say, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, I don't want to get too tough, too off base here, but somebody like Amon Ross St. Brown for me is harder for me to trade away than somebody like say AJ Brown. And it's because I feel like I kind of found him, and I and even though like you've got that like huge value increase from where I found him, it was just more fun than drafting AJ Brown at his current value to me. And I know that that's so silly in a way, but I I've developed a relationship with Amon Ross Saint Brown, whether it's healthy or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you know you you fall in love with certain players and certain prospects, and then when they hit, you know they're they're more your guy than, than, you know, other players on your roster. And, and yeah, we're, we're all maybe a little guilty of that. And I I think to some degree, there's a little risk, you know, where you might overvalue them, but at the same time, you know, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. And if it's more fun to have Amon Ra on your team than it is to have AJ Brown, then to me, that makes total sense. I mean, it's like the, the leagues where I have Justin Jefferson, I mean, As a Vikings fan and a fantasy player, you love Justin Jefferson. I'm like, man, it would take such a drastic overpay for me to trade him in any of my leagues where I have him that it's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah. And that's even something I mentioned. Promise you guys, we're going to get into this show about Justin Jefferson on a recent Rookie Fever episode 304. Sort of similar relationship, not because of the Vikings, but he's one of those guys that I was getting with a lot of like 110s and 111s in rookie drafts, just like complete bargain his rookie season. Like people can say they saw it coming all day long. And it. I mean, if they did, I don't know why I was getting him in these areas in most, if not all of my rookie drafts. And I also developed a relationship because of that. Because you're just like I have so much Justin Jefferson, I have so much DK Metcalf. Like, dude, it's it's crazy. There's always that Jalen Waddle right there trying to get Jalen Waddle from you for the longest time in Trade (laughs) Addicts Eight. Like, which skips sitting here, like skips skips name here. I have to read on the screen for the entirety of this interview, which we'll definitely get over with now that I have to mention this is Trade Addict Eight Champ. And we're both a part of that league. Shout out to Russ Fisher
0: for, for
1: hosting us.
0: Indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love I love Congratulations, that. Congratulations
1: though, man. That's a tough league.
0: Yeah, thanks. It it definitely came together for me this year and unfortunately for me and all my other leagues, it was the only league in which I, I brought home the the championship. But at least I at least I won one, so it's it's always a good feeling.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good one to win it in. It's it's a weird year. This is one of my roughest years of winnings in a while, to be completely honest with you. But but enough about that. What does Jackson Smith Enigma do that you think will make him successful in the NFL?
0: You know, besides the ideal size that you mentioned, you know, about six feet, 200 pounds, which I think is is really good for a wide receiver. He, He just has a lot of traits that I really like. Um, he he had a breakout season his sophomore year back in 2021 you know 95 catches over 1600 yards nine touchdowns and this was playing alongside Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave you know both first round picks this last draft and both had great rookie years for for wide receivers so to to be able to lead that team you know that talented group is something that that was impressive and you know for those of you that that you want to get past the stats, which is a good thing. I mean, he he just gets open. He he has an a, an ability to to create separation. You know, with with quick acceleration out of breaks, he does a good job of, of coming back to the ball. To you know, even if the defender's with him, he can come back. So you know, the quarterback's able to to fit it into a tight window. Really, a, an outstanding route runner, and I, th- I think that's going to continue to develop for him at the next level. And then one of my one of my favorite traits about him is this guy catches pretty much everything i mean if you get it in his catching radius he will make that catch almost every time he's got such reliable hands and a, and a, a knack to make the spectacular catch there's several several examples of this both in, in high school and at ohio state that i, I think he's just going to be one of those guys that that he, he's going to be a target hog in the nfl and, and i love that about fantasy wide receivers
1: do you think Ohio State is good at scouting or good at developing? Because it seems like they just keep turning out the wide receivers.
0: Yeah, it it's probably a, a combination of both, and they they run a system that really puts their wide receivers in a place to to excel and and show off what they can do. And you know, you, you combine that with a, a couple of you know first round quarterbacks. I mean, Fields and now you know CJ Stroud. As soon as he you know officially declares is going to be a top 5 pick and and man you you're just you're really showcasing what you've got at that wide receiver position and you know I I probably should just put in the plug right now I had Olave last year I got JSN this year I might as well grab Marvin Harrison Jr Ooh. next year who by the way, you know, spoiler alert: he is the wide receiver one next year, and it's not even close.
1: You want me to just put it on the show sheet now, so Finaro knows you're taking that next year. And
0: <laughs> there, there you, you go. You know well, how it works. I'm going to crawl
1: into your DMs and be like, "Who do you want to take?" We'll just start the 24
0: checklist now. <laughs> yeah, when, when we hit stop on record, we can just record next year's, and you'll be a, you'll already ahead. <laughs> you got your guy.
1: <laughs> so, what kind of draft capital do you think he will get in the NFL?
0: I can't imagine him falling out of the first round I, I I'm not saying he's gonna be the first wide receiver off the board because Sounds you know, like every NFL, yeah yeah every NFL team is looking for something different so I, I could see a team that's enamored with speed you know maybe make a decision to go for a Quentin Johnston or or perhaps um Jalen Hyatt the, the kid out of Tennessee that just exploded this year but man I I love, you know, as I said, Jackson Smith and Jigba just has all these traits, I think, to be successful in the NFL. And I'd be surprised if he got past the, the you know, the, the middle of the first round. That, that middle third, I think, is where you're, you're probably going to see him go. So outside of the Vikings, what's an ideal <sighs> landing spot that you think could really
1: utilize those traits?
0: Yeah, that was like it was a great question. Man, but you guys
1: need a wide receiver. I yeah, apologize for interrupting and, you, but how? I mean, Thielen's on
0: his way out. I mean that. Yeah, Th- Thielen can't separate anymore. He just doesn't doesn't have it. And and KJ Osborne's a nice third receiver. But yeah, the, the Vikings definitely could use a, a second guy, especially a guy like JSN that excels in the slot. I, I mean, I think he would be fantastic. You know, alongside Justin Jefferson, but not sure he'll fall. That far and then the Vikings defense probably dictates they have some some needs on that side of the ball but you know I'm looking at the the first round and obviously things are going to move around with, with trades especially as we get closer to the draft. but you know Houston has those two first round picks and assuming they go quarterback with their first one, that second first round pick of theirs, you know I'm looking looking where that's sitting I think it's right around yeah like number 12. that could be an ideal spot you know, I mean they, they've got cooks and they've got Nico Collins, there's definitely room for someone like Smith and Jigba to just come in there and, and immediately start you know, taking a lot of targets. And if you pair him up with a, a young, talented quarterback, I mean, that could be a, a really nice duo moving forward. Yeah. You know, and then, and Do some, you think some there's other a place teams, on the
1: team for John Mechie still?
0: Yeah, you know, that's right. I, I, I'll be honest. I keep forgetting about him. That's and weird, that's isn't it? that's a good it? point. I mean, he he absolutely. You know, we, we're all rooting for him to come back mm-hmm. healthy and play. So yeah that that's a that's a fantastic point. I, I'll admit, I forgot about that. You know, some other teams I kind of looked at as you start falling down. I you know I definitely said definitely not the Patriots, just because it just seems like that's where wide receivers go to die in the first round. But but other teams are like those those playoff teams. You know, Jacksonville could be an intriguing one. The Giants for sure because they they have the need for a wide receiver to just eat up targets and you know i think someone if yeah. they keep, keep daniel jones you know he would really benefit from someone like jsn to get open you know primarily out of the slot um the chargers i mean keenan allen's not getting any younger mike williams is always getting hurt so that that's a good spot and then i mean the the annual well duh one would be the the kansas city chiefs you know they they've got kelsey and then you know they're just kind of you know spreading it around to all these other receivers man if he, if he latched on there as, as much as i i still think sky Moore can can continue to improve and be a guy i'm not i'm not quite ready to give up on him yet i know you guys talked about that in a re- recent rookie fever podcast but but yeah i mean he he goes there and it's I mean, talk about a value increase immediately. Yeah, that'll it'll be, definitely be that amazing.
1: value boost. I'm a juju guy, man. I'd like to see them sign him. I know he just had the one year contract in 2022, but I think he did pretty well. And when he was healthy, even when he came back from that concussion, it seemed like he was the wide receiver that got most of the
0: target share. I yeah, for sure. I, I think if they if they re-sign him, that that probably takes them out of the out of the running. But if they don't, you know, who knows? Maybe they trade up to to get a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. What do you think his ceiling is? I I think he could be a wide receiver one. I mean, like I said, you're, you're talking about a guy that can be a, a high target, you know, asset for, for one of these teams. And anytime you just get a ton of targets, Now, now you're talking about, you know, the aforementioned, um, amon ross saint brown you're talking about chris olave who i know we all love from this year i think garrett wilson fits that mold or a or a stefan diggs of course gets of targets. I, I could see him yeah i could see him you know eventually getting to that level and, and depending on the landing spot and the opportunity you know how that all works out it it could happen fairly quickly i think i think he's got a really high ceiling
1: what about that floor what about that floor? Oh, that floor, you know. I'm old man. Sometimes, like I get down on the ground, and the floor seems like it gets further and further away when I have to get up. I don't oh, want yeah, that. To yeah, happen. getting up. I think I don't that, want that, that to
0: happen with me here. I feel like gravity gets stronger and stronger as we get older. But I don't know. I I I can't imagine him not being at least a a wide receiver too. I just I think he, you know, if he, if you get a lot of targets, you know, even. Even like this year, you know, and I haven't got the—I st- don't have the stats in front of me, but like a Deontay Johnson at Pittsburgh, you know, ton of ton of targets, still got some catches, no touchdowns, so that you know, limited his upside. I think that's a bit of a of an abnormality. I'm sure that'll you know correct itself next year. But but that's I think what you're looking at the floor is that a guy that just you know catches five or six passes a game, maybe doesn't get in the end zone. I, I would be a little surprised given. How good he is with his hands, and how his field awareness, his ability to to keep his feet in bounds when he's when he's near the sidelines. You know, that, I think he makes an ideal an ideal end zone target as well. Yeah, you know, he he might not have that that elite speed to constantly beat somebody deep, but but he'll more than make up for that elsewhere.
1: So okay, the Steelers. So what do you think about a Pickens and ASJ out
0: there together? You know that. That I thought about that when you you know when I'm listing the ideal spots that wouldn't be bad either. I mean you know again you're you're probably operating under the assumption that Deontay Johnson isn't there he anymore. He unfollowed the Steelers and then he and then he, yeah then he, he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh there you yeah, go. Yeah 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 yeah. Well he truly did. There you go. He may he may want out and now you've got a. a Pretty huge hole at wide receiver for a team that, that usually has really good wide receivers. Of course, they they traded Claypool. They always so, draft wide receivers. Yeah, and he'd be perfect with Pickens. Yeah, they're you know and, and talk about helping your your young quarterback you know along and giving him giving him good assets to throw to. I think yeah that that wouldn't be bad. I'd, I'd be really excited for my my JSN shares.
1: Yeah. Do you have any concerns going into the NFL draft or? I don't you know, want to say they're, they're, you you said it's bulletproof, but I can tell you're making me feel good, Skip.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, I don't want to I don't want to force. The, I don't want to say okay, this guy is can't miss because every anything can happen. Um, some people get a little concerned about the fact that he's primarily a slot receiver. I'm not. I I think the NFL has just changed its game where those those guys in the slot are are getting so many targets. So that doesn't bother me, of course. Everyone loves to mention, yeah. Justin Jefferson was primarily a slot receiver his his last year in college, so there you go. Um, I think if if anything, it it's the expectation that he's gonna gonna run a you know like a mid four 40 which is fine. People pe- people get all excited about the four threes and the four fours, but th- there's a lot of of wide receivers that have had massive fantasy and NFL success that that ran a four five. So I, yeah, it, it's just. It's the only thing I could really come up with because I I think he's that good. I know people might also be concerned that, you know, this year everyone's expecting him to to build off of his awesome 2021 campaign. And, you know, he he was dealing with injuries all season long. So, you know, just a a total dud of a season. But yeah, it it happens.
1: You can't quite copycat what the college does and like you mentioned Justin Jefferson and everybody's saying he was out of the slot and it makes me think of Drake London and Amon Ross St. Brown and correct me if I'm wrong but London was running that slot a lot in college and Amon Ross St. Brown was on the outside and then Amon comes to Detroit and just starts crushing the slot and is a PPR nightmare for teams he's playing against and so you never know exactly like what the nfl will see in these players or how they'll utilize them
0: yeah that's a great point i mean you really have to trust the talent and if he gets that expected draft capital you know he he's probably the the first wide receiver off the board in most rookie drafts i mean you're gonna you're gonna have your your top four guys that you know might be a couple of running backs, a couple of quarterbacks, and I think you know you're sitting there at 105, and and you're you're giving Smith and Jigba you know a serious look at that spot. Yeah, Fever said I said I had to ask you about
1: his consensus and how other people feel about him, but I feel like we kind of already talked about that. Like kind of a top three wide receiver in that mid to first round range. And I mean, with a, the right landing spot, he could be the consensus wide receiver one. Is that kind of fair to say?
0: Yeah, I, I, that's that's exactly it. He's he's consensus tier one. If you're you know if you're tiering your your players, he's in everybody's you know top tier of wide receivers. A lot of people you know have him as the wide receiver one. You know, going into the the twenty twenty three draft, I. I'm one of those guys. I happen to think he's he's going to be the first wide receiver that I'm taking. You know, if I if I have to choose between all of them, so that that's where I have him. But I I think you know it's probably the the chalky chalky play there is that he's wide receiver one.
1: Finishing the 2021 season, we had three wide receivers that finished as a wide receiver two or better because we had Jamar. He was a wide receiver one. Waddle I think was wide receiver eleven. And, or 12, and then Amon was, I think, wide receiver 21 or 22. The 22 class, we had your boy, Chris Olave, and Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson had to be up there, yeah. Garrett Wilson, they were the two wide receiver two only had two. So, the question is, how does Njigba stack up to last year's class of wide receivers?
0: You know, I, I think he's right there with Wilson and Olave, and, and he's a, a likely... You know, wide receiver to his rookie year—that mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I think that's that's you know more than likely where he's going to end up. I mean, you you got to assume again if he gets the draft capital, he's going to a team that needs a wide receiver. It's not going to be a, a luxury pick, mm-hmm. and and so he'll he'll work his way onto the field fairly quickly, and then yeah. he's he's going to get open. He's going to get targets, and and honestly, that's good. That's what, that's more than you should expect from.
1: You know what I mean? Because I, I haven't given up on Drake London. I didn't mention him as somebody as a wide receiver two this year because he wasn't. <laughs> I didn't mention Jameson Williams. You know what I mean? Like Pickens, he wasn't a wide receiver two or better. I haven't given up on those guys. But man, to, but to get that in your rookie year is nice. It's So people are like, ah, you know, you said a, high, a wide receiver one ceiling, but that's their future. You know, and like, so seeing like a wide receiver two in year one is is
0: nice. Yeah, for sure, and and you know, listeners out there, you you got London, or or you got you know Jameson Williams, especially right because he was hurt, you know, the majority of the season. But you know, London was in such a situation that that really didn't allow him to to showcase you know what he can do. But if you you watch the last couple of games, you could see the targets start to pick up, and all of a sudden, okay, he's putting up some some numbers that I think. Will, will encourage people for for next season i think he's gonna he's gonna realize the potential and and the the draft capital that he got a year ago
1: yeah i want to add some drake london to my teams man pretty
0: bad what about a player comp you know it's it's funny i was thinking about this and i'm gonna i'm gonna really age myself here and it's partly because i'm a, a vikings fan but former ohio state wide receiver chris carter is one of the guys that i thought of when i watch Smith and Jigba now you know Carter could move all around the field and I, th- I think JSN can do that too although you know he might be more slot than Carter was but just that ability to use you know some some quick ability out of breaks the coming back to the ball the the sure hands and and just kind of those little things I mean he he JSN uses his hands well against defenders as well like if, if they go to jam him he'll he'll can knock those away and and make a move and all of a sudden he's he's at least a yard and a half open. And, and that's plenty of space in, in the NFL. That, that reminded me a little bit of, of Chris Carter. You know, I'm not, not saying he's a, a hall of famer. That's going to score over hundred touchdowns, but it was, it was a similar game where Carter wasn't, wasn't a guy known for his speed either, but you know, because he was such a, a tactician, you know, a tactician at, at the position, I think that that's where he will excel and, and beat his defenders.
1: The big question Is he, Jackson Smith Enigwa, the guy you're hanging
0: your hat on for this year's draft? Like, is this your guy? You know, he's he's one of my guys, but I have to go with running back out of Alabama, Jameer Gibbs. He was my my favorite player in that incoming freshman class. You know, three years ago, and it, it, it's again. You know, it's it's like we talked about before, right? You, you fall in love with a prospect, and then you know, literally the first time he touched the ball at Georgia Tech, where he started, it was a, a kick return that he almost took to the house, and it was just like, yes. And and to watch him, you know, play, and then of course get get showcased at Alabama, where you're just seeing, you know, what can he do in a, in a better offense and some people around him. And I think the the sky's a limit for Gibbs. I you know. B. John Robinson is is the easy choice because you know, everyone's gonna love Bijan but yeah but Gibbs I mean talk about a guy that that could get you know 80 90 receptions as, as a running back you know I, I think that you know the comparisons to to Alvin Kamara are are fair. I mean, everyone says, "Oh, it's the easy one." Well, it's the easy one because it's the right one. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's who he reminds you of, and I I, I love Gibbs, and I so he's right. He's the guy. If you're I'm saying it's my the
1: easy out. one. Like, but like, well, there's a reason.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about a guy you're completely avoiding?
0: I have a feeling that's probably going to be quarterback Will Levis. You know, out of out of Kentucky, he's getting. All this talk about about being drafted highly, so you know top He's half. He's replacing
1: of the fir- Goff. No, that's what everybody said. I don't believe this. I don't think Detroit's
0: for- going to do that at all. I don't but, either. Although, if they did, that might change my opinion on Levis a little bit because man, you're putting him into a system that we're talk about having assets around him. But yeah, imagine talking about the imagine that talking
1: way. that way about Jordan Love a few years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> good point. But uh, you know I just every year there's one quarterback that seems to go higher than than I'm willing to take him. And I think Will Levis is gonna end up being that guy. You know, he and I and I'm I totally buy into the the concept if if you're in a, a rookie draft and it's a super flex league and a and a quarterback gets taken in the first round, it's probably not a good idea to fade that guy constantly. Like Unless yeah. you really don't like him. Like, I really didn't like Zach Wilson, so I have no shares, and I never have, and I never will. But, you know, But even like it. Daniel Jones, for example, like, you knew going into that
1: season he was going to be the starter for the Giants. Whether you liked him or not. Like, so,
0: it, yeah. It, and- if you
1: drafted Daniel Jones, like, mid to late first round, you've you've done well. Right. Even if you right. don't like him, you've yeah, he's it's, helped you a lot.
0: Yeah, they get they get the draft capital and, and they're gonna get their opportunity. I mean it's it's a foregone conclusion. And that maintains value in a super flex league. So yeah, even if you don't like the prospect, unless they completely bomb, you know, you're you're gonna have an opportunity to trade them and, and get a good value back. And I remember like this last year, I took Kenny Pickett in a league and and I immediately was getting Trade offers, And that was literally before yep. the draft ended. So I think that's a good example. And I'm sure that same league there, people say, you know what? I, I kind of like where Pickett's going at least enough to, to try. Cause again, yeah. quarterbacks and super flex leagues. I mean, they can be hard to, to acquire.
1: Yeah. But, but on the flip side, don't worry. Nikhil Harry is a wide receiver, so he won't lose value. Lacon <laughs> Treadwell, he's a wide receiver, so he won't lose value. Dante Pettis, wide receiver, will not lose value. None of these guys will lose value because they're wide receivers. They're safe.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hold their value forever. That's what I've been told, Skip. Uh, Appreciate you a ton, Skip. We are not out of here yet, though. Both of you and I shared some feelings for CampusCanton.com before we hopped on the show. I don't usually plug during these, but I do think that that's a great tool people can utilize while they're getting ready for their rookie drafts their campus to canton leagues their debbie drafts utilize skip anyway go to dot can't even say that i'm sorry felix campus to canton.com and then put in code fever i know felix listens i don't know if austin and matt and the other guys do but felix tells me stuff about the show so i always think of felix when i like trip up i'm like cheese and rice <laughs> Skip, what is some advice that you would give these great people during this offseason, the rookie drafts, prep, whatever it may be, something you're going to be doing to your teams as well?
0: You know, in, in drafts, you really want to take the best player available. I, and I've I've fallen victim to drafting for need at times. And there are occasions when it's worked, but you're better off just, just grabbing that best player. I, I always record like on a spreadsheet, I'll, I'll record all of my rookie drafts. And then I like to go back, you know, after the after the rookie seasons played itself out and kind of do an analysis on on some of these leagues. It's like, OK, where where did I maybe make the wrong pick? Not not necessarily based on on output, but just kind of looking back and saying, you know, I I remembered I was Hammond and hawing over two or three guys. What was my process on on the guy I picked and did how did that work out? You know, it's something something to think about, you know, but but that's my my number one piece of advice is just if you take the best player available, the odds are, you know, he, he, if he's that good, he's going to be successful and you'll be able to trade for for need later. And and we hear yeah. that a lot from what I'll call your, you know, your your better fantasy analysts, right? They, you know, draft for for talent, trade for need. And I, I think there's a reason why a lot of people say it, because that's it's 100 percent what you should do.
1: Yeah. And at
0: that, like Skip said, even if you draft, I'm going to say Nikhil Harry again in his
1: rookie year and you don't feel good about it, there were plenty of outs that season. If you didn't feel good about that right afterwards, if you were drafting for the perceived talent in that class, like you could have walked away from that rookie draft and traded him right away. Like if you're not feeling good about that player, that is the better quote unquote player. Isn't that weird how that it shakes out?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, and it is. It is. Interesting and you I love Juju looking back at like late past draft.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, Skip?
0: No, nothing. Nothing else other than just you know, thanks for for having me on again. This is this is always a blast. I I love the the rookie fever, and I I love listening to to podcast this time of year because it's it's just absolutely rookie fever where everyone's talking about the draft, and it's fun to get. You know different people's perspectives and you know it's a good it's a good thing to get in the habit of where you don't don't just get one one person's opinion you know, get a get a few different opinions and make sure that that you're kind of well-rounded in your analysis because every once in a while you you hear some things you're like okay i didn't see that but this guy did and i trust this person mm-hmm. maybe i gotta gotta take another look so that that's yeah. something that i i enjoy I,
1: I like that skip and i i want to add to it a little bit like Find out some of the good and the bad, like, but but try to try to like not like Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then try to like him, like try both sides of it, and then come away and like you're gonna you're gonna come out and be like, ah, I just don't know. Or you're gonna be like, dude, I really like him. I can't not like him. And this is just the example because of this is the show we're doing today. But but like try to find things that you don't like about players. Just dig in a little bit differently. Don't just like listen to Skip and me here gush over the player, like do some of your own research too. I think you'll you'll learn a lot. And like in the end, I think you're gonna like Jackson Smith and Igba. <laughs> but
0: yeah. yeah, and the the other thing too really quick and I, I mentioned this in our last you know Debbie Big Board podcast with, with Dwight Peebles, you know, don't be afraid to get your guy. Like like you know, every, there, there's always mm-hmm. ADP and you know average draft position is great. But if if you like a guy and you're high on him, just, just get, take him, and, yep. and you'll. Even if he doesn't work out, you're, you're, I think you're going to feel better after the draft that you got the guy you wanted. Even yeah. if you know, you know, like I, 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 rem- I remember specifically the the rookie draft in trade addicts eight, and Chris Olave went really early, like earlier than I've seen him in any other rookie draft. I'm thinking, wow, that guy really <laughs> jumped all over Olave, but it was his guy. Yeah, I'm sure. He is regretting that with absolutely 0%. Like he super excited that he got his guy and then it, you know, got to watch him develop exactly how he thought. So that I think you That's should try my other to trade for him. Advice. Yeah, good luck. And trade me <laughs> I'm sure, Waddle. I, I'm sure trading I'm sure trading for for Olave will be like like if I try to get amon from you.
1: You have a deep team. It's true. I have I mean I you, you I've seen your wide receivers, Skip. You won the league. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It helps when you have Justin Jefferson. Skip and won the and league, and he's
1: still like, "How can I get Chris Olave for free?" Oh,
0: man. <laughs> no, you, you can't get a good player without giving up a good player. That's kind of how it works.
1: At Skip Newton 21. it's on actually
0: thirty one. Thirty one. It is thirty one. Skip Newton. I'm glad
1: you corrected
0: me. Did yeah, I? No worries. That?
1: I did write it down right. <laughs> 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 At Skip Newton. 31 on Twitter. Anything else you want to plug besides the rookie big board?
0: You know, just, just the rookie big board, the, the podcast, you know, feed that we've got going, I think is, is really, there's something for everybody there. You know, the, the Debbie with, with with Dwight and I, you've got the dynasty with Anthony and, and Ryan. And sometimes we get, you know, our third party there, but you know, it, it all depends. Eric, he's been kind of busy with work, but Matt and John are doing their senior bowl you know, position previews, which are, which are awesome. And Matt just kicks out rookie profiles like crazy. So I think it's, it's something that everyone will enjoy and it's, it's really good stuff, especially this time of year. I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, this is when you really can start getting ready for, for either trading or rookie drafts and highly recommend it.
1: Yeah. I, I love me some John lob too, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. That guy has more energy than, than he lives around ask. you
1: too. Doesn't he? No,
0: isn't no, he's, he's out in East. Somewhere. I guess it Connecticut or something. He's out east, I know, okay. but I've got I've got Scott Fish in the same town as me. <laughs> my, everybody knows Scott Fish.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, Skip. We'll have to do this again soon. I am at SwagZilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever. Rookie Fever play profile and we are out. Rookie Fever. When you kiss me. In the morning, we're all through the night. Sunlight's up the daytime, moonlight's up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you're going on. Got a one on one scouting, it's never done this. You and run for two to anyone's options. Be just on the spot, not out of your way. break out a full rookie fever stage. Romeo loved Juliet, Juliet. She felt the same when he pulled his arms around her. He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend. Now wow. we get a fever when we kiss it. Fever without playing, you fever.
0: Fever, yeah, So, who's got the fever? Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and she got the fever, no, go for the fever, so let's beat the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for fever, the fever, you got the fever.